Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mark me down for a double. place so it looks from space to quote the great Bob Weir welcome back everybody to the magic cart path ride Zach Malosh here normally directly in front of me Mr. Ryan Westfall he couldn't make it today nor does he know I'm doing this right now I'll text him after the show and Probably even text him after I uh, post this to the greater uh, greater world. Um, yeah, Mr. Ryan Westfall is not with us today. It's a sign of the times, pandemic, things are crazy. What are you going to do? Oh, man. Hope everyone's doing good right now. Everyone's good and safe. Washing their hands. Wearing your mask. Sorry for the um, the gap in between the last show. We took a little break again. Enjoyed some mountain biking, some golfing, some trips, some family time. Um, COVID got in the way for a bunch of us. Family members got sick. It's been a rough ride, I'm sure, for everybody. Us here in the greater Bay Area, Northern California, are um, engulfed in flames pretty much. <clears throat> myself um yeah just uh a lot of smoke a lot of fires a huge huge shout out to all the first responders out there um holding it down in Boulder Creek and 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 and, and Sonoma and actually down here in Santa Clara so many things going on so many mountain bike trails gone hiking trails gone big basin camping gone wow interesting times indeed and then if uh 2020 couldn't give you enough yeah let's throw in a couple police shootings in, in the mix too uh if you did hear our last uh well a show or two ago change gonna come well let's just say we won't get too much into that one again um, so if you heard that one, we expressed our feelings on on such topics, and hopefully I don't uh, dive in too much today. But it's affected the sports world, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna uh, touch on it. It's one of the reasons I had to get the show going today, with or without Ryan. Um, I feel it is our our duty in a sense. Call it what you will. We are a, a journalist type. We speak to the masses. And our whatever you feel about us, uh, I see the stats. I know where where we're projected to, and um, we have a lot of listeners. So I felt it was my uh, our duty for me to get out here today and and speak. You know, um, a lot of people in protests in sports. MLB as of yesterday uh, shut a lot of games down. NBA, uh, PGA, most importantly following suit um i don't know all the details on what they're gonna do as of yet but um 
2020 has been a big one. It's been it's been huge, and uh, <laughs> to bring some comedic light to it, shout out to all the uh, podcasters that started a podcast in the in light of a pandemic and no longer have a podcast. Also, another reason why um, I had to get on the mic today, man. It's been a good week. It's been a lot of golf. Tons of golf. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've all chatted. So I should probably throw out a thank you to everybody. I still check the stats. We are booming even though we took a break after our last show. I think when uh, we took our little last little break, it was what obviously United States, but I think Germany and and um oh man a couple others and then it just jumped um i checked our site the other day and i could not believe it so i mean i guess first and foremost thank you to all the listeners that are still supporting us and um people are still give, giving us money too as well so you know thank you everybody lackluster on the uh youtube we know we're still figuring that out we're not on youtube for this episode at all this is solo bolo absolutely um again just just wanted to touch base with everybody and let you guys know that we're doing good and uh we hope everybody else is doing good as well you know straight up but um so i did check the stats the other day and we're doing great uh the last time we talked we were being i guess syndicated if you will in germany and india and united states and as we took our break uh, ireland popped up well now we are syndicated in the uk canada germany denmark india and ireland and the greater united states can't thank everybody enough that is super awesome um even in light of the break, um, as you all know, we were uh, recording an album in the process of this, and I was mixing all that down. So to come back and and uh, and check our stats, that was that was a huge thing. So thank you everybody for that again. And uh, how about some golf, huh? Wow, all the names have been up there. Shout out to Colin, the PGA, in our backyard. San Francisco, Harding Park. I'll keep it short and sweet, though. I won't even... I'm just going to skip right right around and bring you right up to date. But Colin, shout out to him. I love the Cal Bears. Fast forward, DJ. Let's just get straight to it. The guy. My guy. And, and maybe this is why I didn't want Ryan on the show today. Not that I didn't want him on the show, but... Maybe we, maybe this was a, a, a reason for me to just shed light. Give my guy the props he deserves. I don't have some Nike guy telling me, let's talk about Cameron Champ or so-and-so. Shout out to him, by the way. Black and white shoes at the B, BMW. Man. Anyway, we'll, get, we'll dive into that. DJ, <clears throat> after an upset at the PGA, Harding Park, the beautiful Giants theme bag couldn't help him. But to fire back the way he did and take over the Northern Trusts, low numbers. Low numbers. Historic numbers. Really just showed his 
his dominance in the PGA. Like right when you knock the kid down, he gets back up. You know what I mean? And, and there's plenty of controversy. And maybe that's why I like the guy. Maybe Adidas helps. I don't know. Almost the same age. Relatable. But the guy's a fucking stud. No one can deny that. One of the longest drives in the game ever. I would like to think and maybe even say that a lot of the reasons why, and there's other names, the Bubba's and whatnot, but he's one of the reasons why people hit the long ball now. You know? I think I, I saw an interview when he was straight out of high school or college and or going into college and they were like, yeah, he already hits at 320. You know, this was a long, you know, not a long time ago, but this was a while back, you know? <clears throat> Stud, man. So, captivating everybody's eye at, a, at an astonishing 30 under for the weekend. Plenty of fairways, plenty of greens. DJ keeps it together. And he's kind of known for buckling under pressure. I'm, I don't know about under pressure, but buckling for sure um, with, with having the lead. PGA, perfect example. And there's a number of others for sure. Nonetheless, man, the tripod, the gazelle, Dustin Johnson prevailed. And um, couldn't be happy for him, man. And if anybody, anybody's wondering, him and Paulina still together? I believe so. I was wondering myself. It's hard to tell with these with these younger crowds these days, you know, what they're up to. Um, and, uh, oh man, it's so good too. I saw an interview with DJ. Uh, this guy just never ceases to amaze me. He's just the best, dude. <laughs> they're interviewing him, I think, on day two. He goes low. He's catching up, and uh, they're interviewing about whatever whatever green or fairway he was on at the time. And I've always wondered too, like how do golfers remember like when they're interviewing him, like oh hole thirteen, you know what'd you do here, blah blah blah. But DJ pretty much just politely responded with, um, well, I don't know, I get confused out there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, did I not fall out of my seat when I heard that? This guy, man. Not only does he get the Dunthadunt award for, you know, being the most Dunthadunt golfer, falling downstairs, has a hard time finishing sentences, if if you will, uh, but to follow up with that and then just win that weekend too, amazing. God, that guy is brilliant. I don't know. I get confused out there. <laughs> oh man, Deej, what a stud. Speaking of studs, you heard it here first. I called it. Phil fucking Mickelson. Joined the Champions Tour this week. Crushed everybody in the process. I believe I uh, called that as well. What he would be doing once he got out there. And that's what he did, man. He, uh, what was it, 24 birdies and an eagle. Yada, yada, yada. First Champions just massacred everybody. Um... 61s, this or that. The guy just, man, dude, what a guy. So, I did call it, 
and it does happen a lot. And you have to ask yourself too, you know, what is it just a fluke and, and, and fill aside, but is, is it a fluke that most gentlemen that come into the champions from the PGA usually dominate now no they've never seen maybe with the exception of like I don't know Freddie Couples and a few others where the champions tour would be anticipating somebody at Phil's caliber coming in and massacring but Phil's caliber is not the most like Freddie Couples saw a player hissed long ball ish Mr. Clean which I've coined him um and I'm surprised there is not more hysteria behind it, but for him to come out there and, and do this, they should be worried. They should maybe even up the age of the Champions Tour because of guys like Phil. I mean, Phil's always teetered back and forth with health and not health, but like getting fit and then kind of going back to his, his Phil ways and letting it go a little bit and then coming back and I would say right now he's probably the best he's ever looked. 50 years old, rocking the abs, the calves, fireside with Phil's. The guy's at his peak going into the Champions Tour. And with the exception of maybe John Daly, I don't think anybody's really had that kind of momentum going back in there with them. And not that not that Daly did anything crazy he kind of did his thing a couple tournaments couples too couples did a um a, a couple you know in a row McCarrens, guys like that but i still even with those names and daily hitting long ball whatever the fuck they're not at phil's caliber i mean this guy's a fucking scientist man just to break it down straight up I mean, there's Bryson. Don't get me wrong. Bryson's a nutbag too when it comes to the science of golf. But with, you wouldn't have Bryson's without Phil. I mean, we're talking the backwards shot off the lip. You know, Watch one of his putting videos and try to go putt the next day. You'll be so confused. You'll be so confused watching the video alone. So... God, you know, I'm just sorry. I'm looking at pictures of him right now, and he's he's just a stud, dude. He's just he's at the he's at the pinnacle. He's got the shades, maybe showing some of that fifties. You know, he needs those glasses to help him see a little bit better. And the question does stem too, which my buddy brought up the other day, is like, how does this happen now? You know, if the Safeway Open doesn't get canceled, does Phil still play these tournaments? What it what is it? Do you still get FedEx points? You know what I mean? Like the whole nine. Like how do you just throw a guy like Phil who's, I think, not at his peak, but still in the middle of his stride, right? Like he's not – sometimes when you see guys go into the Champions Tour, you're like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they're kind of fluttering their way into, into the winner's box here and there. The winner circle. Um, but a guy like Phil, leave him in the PGA. He's got a few, more than a few more years, man. 
you know, with the power of technology, we, we get to see these shot tracers and, and, uh, and the stats in real time. You mean to tell me Phil Mickelson, the way he looks right now, can't play the way he plays until he's 60? And that that blows out most 60-year-olds that I play with on the course. Now, with technology and guys I've played with, they're still smacking the ball. But their mobility is not the same because they're not pro golfers. They're doing what they do, right? They go to work every day, raise their kids, grandkids, whatever, right? You know, your dad. Your, your dad. Watch your dad the next time you golf with him. You know, your dad might be fit, mountain biker, whatever, but watch him. He doesn't move like Phil Mickelson. I know Phil Mickelson's 50, but imagine Phil with his physique, his fitness, his regimen, his diet, the way he's been swinging the ball. You know, you could see a notch or two come off Freddie Couples going in the Champions Tour. You could tell um, Scott McCarron was was dragging ass. John Daly was one of those. VJ. Now and that, and that's another one. VJ was a guy who could probably still prevail in the PJ. Did he did did he just take the easy way out? Some could say. And I I don't know if it's the easy way out, but he won a tournament or two like they do and then that was it. Again, VJ gets in his own way. But he he falls in that category of somebody that possibly could have just kept going in the on the on the PGA Tour. And and forgive me to all the listeners that know more than I do about this, and forgive me for not even paying attention to it. But how long does the flip flop go back and forth before they're like, okay, you're in the Champions Tour, and then does it become you're so good that you stay in the PGA Tour, and does that change the the precedent? Like for that, because imagine DJ or J or JT or or Ricky, you know they're not even in their prime yet. You know what a lot of people forget about golfers nowadays is that they're very young. That back in the day it was rare that a younger golfer. I mean, I think Phil even being a younger prime player with the um, with Tiger aside, you know, was a college college player. Tiger was like that one. That one-off, um, Ken Griffey, you know, out of out of high school, you know, or something like that. And, but even even you could even put Tiger in that same context because I I was even thinking today like wow that's crazy Phil is in the champions and and Tiger's not and you know they've always had their their battle and, and I know Tiger's right behind him. But if Phil's got a couple more years in the PGA, then so does Tiger. And then, look, all the other guys that have joined the champions, I'm sure everybody's felt the same way I'm, I'm feeling now too. How do you let go of some of your favorite players? Like Daly was easy, VJ, yeah, whatever. You know, They're the big names that we remember, but they were also a generation, in a sense, how Freddie Couples and McCarron sealed up a generation that was following behind a generation of guys that they kind of fell into too and like how phil quoted how phil was quoted saying like i'm i'm eager to join the champions and i can't wait i played with all these guys growing up and i can't wait to compete with them again so but does he do they stand a chance is it fair 
Oh man, there's just so much about it. Shout out to the Ozarks too. That is such a just a beautiful, beautiful track, man. But uh, to my point with uh, with JT and them, um, they fall into that category again that I think that Tiger will fall in and Phil will fall into. Do they need to be there yet? Because again, them really not being in their prime. I mean, you could even say Spieth could retire now. Sorry, Ryan. But why not? You've done all you can. You're definitely in your way. What are you going to do? But let's take DJ and JT, some guys that will probably, you know, keep their patience a little better and and keep their their head game seems to be a little bit stronger than than Spies. Um when they're when they're 50, are they going to be like the Dailies and the and, and the Montes and and the Stadlers and and names like that, you know? Like Phil Don't get me wrong. So this is my, and as I've stated before, this is my favorite tournament of the champions other than the, the Kauai, uh, I think Kauai they play, the Big Island one, or Kauai or Big Island? Kauai. Anyway, the Ozarks, Big Cedar Lodge, that is my favorite tournament So it, for the champions. So that is cool, cool to see Phil do. Um, but man, it, it's kind of weird just seeing him dominate the competition and pound the ball i mean he's just not even in the in the same same category they have carts this guy's been walking he could still walk you know um oh man what a trip dude it is a trip but yeah you know the jt's and 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 like dj dj came into the game hitting it 320. So when he, I've seen gentlemen that can still rope the ball at a, at a very, you know, upper, you know, upper echelon age. So I don't know, man. I think guys like, like Phil, they might have to reconfigure some things because Phil could still win a U.S. Open. Phil could still win a, a jacket. And I don't know what the cutoff is, and some things are coming to my mind, but I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to misquote myself. But I guess to sum it up, how long do they let that last until they're like enough's enough? Man, but I've been waiting for that, and I'm sorry I, I, I took more time on this than anything else. But it's more relative. It it just happened, and basically, I just you know toot my own horn. I fucking called it. Phil's going to fucking dominate the Champions Tour. And that's great. It's my lady's favorite golfer. I love him. Uh, I'm bummed I took the 9-1 to odds, which were dumb um, to take for the U.S. Open at Pebble. But I've already, I've already pleaded my case. I shed my tears. I just thought the coin, Pebble, the whole nine, he was due. That's where it needs to be done. Uh, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? But, um, in other amazing golf stories, big Sophia LPGA 
didn't even have a card coming into this tour. Almost quit golf. Just just not too long ago. Um, Sophia Popoff. With the win, man. Uh, Five-year exempt, if, if I'm not mistaken. She's out on tour now. Good for her. Great for her. Solid win. If you guys didn't watch it, there's a... Um, there's a good clip and it's all all her drives and all um, her putts to uh, to seal it up which is crazy with golf rules too it it, it, it it's kind of man it's super weird but I think she missed like a um, what was it I think it was like oh i forget how many months it was spread apart but she missed she missed a, a, a pretty crucial putt for uh for lpga status and then fast forward whatever months later you know sinks a, a, a couple inches of a putt for a for a major win it was a great tournament if no one caught it it was just absolutely outrageous she dominated uh, check out the um, that clip I was just talking about where they just do her drives and approach shots and, and putts. Great for her. Uh, I had to report on that. That's just fucking amazing. But, uh, yeah. Anybody golf any cool places lately? Go- uh, courses are open. Trails are open. Um... We, we golfed a lot for a minute. I had the great opportunity for my birthday to golf with uh, Ryan, engineer Phil, and our good uh, buddy Chris Ahmed Padilla. Treated ourselves to a nice round on the discount at beautiful Paso Tiempo, which is, uh, they shut down for the smoke as well out here. But, that was a bucket list for sure. Um, if you've been following the show, as you know, we've, the three of us, uh, engineer Phil, Ryan and myself have golfed some pretty amazing golf courses together. And that was one of the ones we drove by a lot, you know, coming home from Pebble, Spanish, Spyglass, Del Monte's, the PG days, golf in De La Viega, you drive by past the Tampa, and it's just like an enigma, man. It's like the place you'll never play. So we played it. Um, played it for very cheap. It's normally like three hundred bucks. We did not pay that at all. Beautiful course. I think it's number four on our um, Alistair McKenzie courses that we played. So that was a huge treat. I'm a big fan of McKenzie courses. They're so green, so lush. Bunker designs are just just oh the best the best but uh, one thing that gets kind of overshadowed in the past tiempo thing which i thought was cool um was the designers of the of the course and 
Mackenzie, yes, um, was heavily involved. But there was... um, And I don't know if this goes back to... I don't know. My conversation with, I guess, the prejudice, if you will, of golf. The things that get overshadowed because of their their rules you know um Alistair McKenzie wasn't the only person that that designed Passe Tiempo and designed um Cyprus out here so you know, and even even if you Google it, I think you get the Tom Dorak, um, or Do, excuse me, Doak, um, tidbit, and still you don't even know that a a, a female um, pretty much designed the course. Marion Hollins and Alistair McKenzie designed uh, or developed. Cypress Point Golf Club. And then they later joined um, forces and developed um, Pasta Tiempo. So I'm not going to get on, get into all the um, the bigotry, but I just thought that was a, a cool thing that I never heard going into that course that really blew my mind. I think it's something that doesn't really get a lot of uh, notoriety. You hear about the 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 Doak, um, you know, refurbs and the and the Fazios and and all the big names and their sons and this and that and then, you know, obviously McKenzie. But two, you know, well, for one, Cypress Cove is one of the most you know coveted courses ever, and um, she's credited even from McKenzie picking the location of the 16th hole at Cypress, at Cypress Cove, or excuse me, Cypress Point. And, um, you know, on a day-to-day conversation, you probably just hear someone say, hey, yeah, Kenzie course, it's great, love this place. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. It is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful course. It's worth the price, even the price that it is. It's semi-private. Got a similar price to Cordoval, I think, in the 250 range. Can't beat it. Uh, Marion and Alistair, or and, uh, Mr. McKenzie, they uh, they really put it to you on that one. Walkable course, very short, tough walk. Walk it early or walk it late. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of hills. It is $40 for a cart there, just remember that. Not a good time. But worth every penny bachelor party whatever have at it that's a good one so as we do just bringing you a little side knowledge uh yeah so marion hollands and she is just notable for so much but a big name out here she was very young when she got into this uh man 20s if not 20 um got into uh, the landscape of golf that's crazy. Um, big golfer herself. I think she uh, had a couple uh, runs at some amateurs. 
I think she got one in 1921, I think. And, uh, yeah, she got chosen for a couple other big things. Um, Pebble Beach Championships back in the day. Stuff like that. But, nonetheless, later on in life, um, she met um, SFB Morse. And he's basically the developer of the Monterey Peninsula, if I'm not mistaken. He probably had his stake on... um, the Del Monte Club, which I think ended up, or not Del Monte Club, but the Del Monte Course, and then Pebble being built in Cyprus and so forth. But um, nonetheless, she developed a really good relationship with uh, Mr. Alistair McKenzie, and they they did their business from there. Uh, Bobby Jones, you know, pretty much took their ideas for Augusta, and that's kind of the staple. Like I said before, very lush, beautiful bunkers, beautiful bunkers. Every cor- every Mackenzie course I've played is just the shape, the design, the way they wrap around everything. Um, oh man, it's worth every penny. I mean, just oh man, try it out if you can. So much history. You see all the pictures when when you um, when you walk into the into the clubhouse or actually into the restaurant or whatever. But, um, again, just wanted to bring light to something that usually just gets kind of put in the wayside. And, you know, if you go on their website, there's just so many pictures of her golfing and highly respected, never talked about, at least in my opinion. Um, Huge, huge matriarch for the game of golf. Um, Yeah, man. I just you could do your do your research. I could sit here and tell you all day everything about her. All the great things Bobby Jones and Alistair McKenzie has written about her. That's that's all I have to say, man. But um yeah, to close it out. Pass the tempo. We had a tough day. I mean, this place was um you know, built for the stars back in the day, man. This was a retreat for everybody. So fast forward a couple a week later, I go step into beautiful Tahoe. I played uh, the site of the first um, Pebble Beach Pro Am, if you will, uh, the Clam Bake, as it used to be called. Bing and everybody held it at um, Old Brockway, Old Brockway Golf Course, Tahoe Vista, great nine hole. Play it twice. Challenging course. It's a baby Edgewood. On crack, if you will. Great course. Great price. Beautiful setting. That's all I can say about that one. Uh, Tahoe Vista, man. Check it out. Not as uh, popular as the uh, South Shore. Where I played a few weeks later at um, Edgewood Golf Course. I played a week after... The tournament, the big celebrity tournament. So luckily they had they they have cut the grass. I did play there twice now after that tournament, which is kind of crazy. This time there was no no um, grandstands or anything like that. We went out there for Ryan's um, bachelor party. That was a blast. I love that course. I played great. Up until the back nine, uh, number six, I 
chipped in for birdie from 100 or not chipped in I rolled it in from 100 yards out literally rolled it in miss hit rolled it all the way up went around the bunker into the hole it's great uh back nine got windy it was just hard it was just hard blue blue I played the the three or two worst holes of the day which were my highest scores on the last two to three holes I believe but yeah, it was 16, then 17 par 3 was not good, and then 18, shit the bed. 18's not hard. I believe I parred that hole before. But, anywho, another course it's worth every fucking penny. Every goddamn penny. So, check that one out when you can. Absolutely. Don't let the altitude fool you out there. I would say if it's really hot, that's when you got to deal with it. I played there on a mild day this time. It didn't really fuck with me as much as it did the last time. Where, like, my 150 club was my pitching wedge, which is normally not. Shit like that. Pretty crazy. But, so yeah, I celebrated my birthday month quite well. Probably threw myself in front of COVID, which... Not a good idea. But I had to get out. And nonetheless, a week later or something, I think Tahoe got hit pretty hard with all that stuff. Hope it wasn't my fault. We move on. Now we got the BMW. And if you guys missed it, the Max Homa, Bryson, Kevin Na, and Colin was absolutely a gem to watch. That was great. Um, if you missed it, go check it out somewhere. Uh, I think on YouTube, you can probably find it. It was on Golf Channel for a little bit. That was a fun piece. Uh, we'll see how this, this week plays out for them. I don't know what golf stance is right now on everything. Um, I heard some things that they might cancel some events, but baseball picked up. I know I mentioned earlier that um, you know baseball and the few other sports canceled some things yesterday pga is planning on or uh, nba is planning on picking it back up giants that are in the middle of a double hitter right now so um i know the pga did put out a statement on social injustice injustice if you will and player-led protests i didn't read it i don't even want to pretend i did and speak on this too much but um I hope they follow suit. Uh, you know, if the, if the year wasn't fucking wonky enough, now you got to deal with this shit. And um, and what I, I'm not talking about what happened. I'm talking about now the hysteria around sports and, and golf and who's gonna who's gonna follow suit and who's not and who's gonna get bashed for not doing it. Um, you know, some teams played yesterday and or a soccer team played and a baseball team or the A's played too and. And then you're about the some other teams. Hey, you know we didn't want to play, but this player didn't want to, and we followed suit, which is fucking the way it should be. But it also shouldn't be fucking anything. You know, shut it down if you got to shut it down. Fuck it. You know, and at, at the at the rate things are going, and I'm not sore about any of the season. I could give a shit if they're gonna keep going with golf or baseball or anything. the The way things were going, I think everybody could have waited. Is what I'm getting at. Um. But 
hey, everyone's doing their due diligence. No fans. That, that's fucking smart. You know, the machine's got to make its money. You gotta, you gotta keep these stadium lights on and and these nice facilities that the all these players get to to chill in. But um, I know that I know that the PGA was initially well. They said it a while ago that they they wanted to be a part of the solution. And the PGA is definitely heavily di- racially diverse. You know, um, you can't just say that. Uh, golf is a white game or, or something like that like the, the, the stigmatisms that were behind it back in the day don't apply and if you're still tripping on that shit then yeah there's yeah, I don't know yeah you might have some old school old school way of thinking that uh, would be deemed racist or something like that I don't know you know maybe you should let some shit go but my point being is that things have changed there's every race there's women dominating um, the LPGA and and I hope maybe there's a time if golf allows it and we're not all burnt up or dead from man-made diseases or a rogue cop that women and men are actually the PGA because the PGA is professional golf association you know that is sort of some segregation there. The women are pros too. Most of them hit just as far as the men. I'm sorry, but Jim Furyk can play in the PGA and he doesn't hit as far as everybody else. And there's definitely women that hit it farther than Jim Furyk and play way better than him throughout history. They could have been in the PGA. So maybe that's something that does happen. Maybe that's something they need to call themselves on later on as being a part of their own solution. And I've stated it in other other episodes, uh, the bigotry, if you will, behind golf. But um, we'll see. You know, I, I think people get a lot of things misconstrued. Players doing things in, in light of protests, and I'm sure there's people that are fucking pissed that we're, I'm having this conversation or we're even having this conversation that sports are gonna stop and sports of no one had a problem when you know mlb goes on protest or goes on strike over money and hockey this and that but you know player wants to kneel and and this or that is an issue you know and i would say golf's kind of been something that's been kind of a problem when it comes to that way of thinking. Because you can't just say, oh, we want to help racial equality and be about all love and people, but not include what you're doing too, right? You know? If this is too deep, stop me, but you could even say that that's like, you know, I won't even go there with that. Because that is, it is real. I don't know. I could just see that being like, still, man, I'm just going to stay away from that. But, I hope they do follow suit. But again, with other 
teams playing and other sports playing. I don't, I don't know how relevant that's going to be. And maybe they just kind of go under the radar with that one. But uh, my point before I kind of strayed away was that I think it is important that players do this. PGA, MLB, whatever. They do this. It's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. That They have a pedestal. They have a podium to express this stuff. Um, I'm not going to dive into it, but I think it's silly that, you know, a guy like Kaepernick and I mean, I could even talk to my mom, my own mom about this. Who's very, very open thinking about a lot of things. And she's kind of has an old way of thinking about Kaepernick sitting down. And that's kind of weird hearing that from somebody that grew up in the Vietnam era, that how something like that was disrespectful. And I think if you, if you only think that, then you're just, you're part of the problem as well. I'm not, I'm not going to just say you're wrong because everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but it's touchy and if you don't have people in their position of power if you will to help mediate or even ease some tension then what the fuck else are you doing because in golf alone too all you see is golfers joking about how much they make this this or that even in the middle of a charity tournament some jokes about how much they make so when you put in that perspective what what the fuck are you doing as a as a, and I'm not saying be an activist because there's nothing more annoying than a celebrity that's all of a sudden an activist. But what are you doing with your pedestal? What are you doing? You know, golf being a diverse sport, I, I'm surprised there's not more uprising, if you will. But then you can say, you know. Whatever race you are in golf, you're still a golfer. You know what I mean? Like you still live a coveted type of life, right? Like if I just grew up on a golf course, like now all I want to do is be on a golf course. But if I grew up on a golf course, like you're shunned from a lot of things. So maybe they're not naive. Maybe they're just so away from everything. That they don't even realize it. And maybe I've strayed off too far than I wanted to on this, but I did have to touch on it. It's going on in life. I wish Ryan was here so that we could indulge more because he's very opinionated in this. And it is something that we've talked about before and it's it's an issue. Um, I did mention uh, Cameron Champ wearing a black and white uh, shoe and you know, putting Jacob Blake's name on there. Do what you can, man. That is fucking huge, dude. And that's great that he's not getting shit for it, too. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't. All that shit should be gone now. You know, and, and I brought up Kaepernick because, and whether or not you agreed or didn't agree, there are people now that are backing him that wanted him gone. NFL is backpedaling completely. And that's great. It allows Cameron Champ to wear two different shoes and write Jacob Blake's name on there or Brianna Taylor's. You know what I mean? Uh, WNBA players or yeah, it was WNBA players coming out with with uh, with white shirts with with uh, 
bullet holes in them with blood. Fuck yeah. It's reality and people need to see it. And I think golf could be a part of that change too. With all their with all their fucked up history of sexism and racism and they could be a part of the change. But there's a lot of old ways, just like, you know, the old ways that kind of run this country, if you will. But where does this all correlate? It all correlates with golf at the end of the day, you know? That's great. That, you know, take it as you will, though, you know? I'm not here to preach anything. I want to see Tiger chips and putts and, I don't know, watch Mr. Short Game on, on fucking Instagram. You know? What are you going to do? Nonetheless, with, with all that said, got a lot of golf coming up. A lot of things to talk about. I want to thank everybody again for supporting the show. Shout out to Anchor.fm. Do it, because that's what we did. Uh, we'll check back in soon. Thanks, everybody, for letting me ramble for an hour or so. And uh, we'll check in after the next couple tournaments. And uh, yeah. go DJ. But uh, until then, folks, everybody out there on the course, head down.